Welcome to Keeper Chat. My name is Fauna. And my name is Flora. And this is a weekly podcast where we talk about animals. We are both former zookeepers, and each week we pick an animal and learn a little bit more about them. As always, nothing we say reflects any past, present, or future organizations. All thoughts and opinions are our own. Let's get grimy, capital G, for the week G. Oh my god. It's G week. <laughs> it's G week. This week brought to you by the letter G. Flora, wow. please please name three things that are within sight of you that start with the letter G. Go. G spot. Wow. Okay. Insight. Debatable. <laughs> Two more. <laughs> My good, good water bottle. Oh, I love that. One more. My... Wow, what sorts of it's G? Like, oh my god, it's like Wordle, isn't it? You're just like, I've never thought of a G word in my entire my, life. My good, good girl, Okami Nendroid. Oh, love. Miami, <laughs> Miami. I can't think of anything that actually starts with G. Um, Grapes. I don't Go. have those. My little ghoulish cat's behind me. You have to add an adjective because we can't think of a single <laughs> it's <all> adjectives. <laughs> yes. Um, well, anyways, Flora, how are you doing? What's new? I'm fine. I'm, what is new? It's February. This is my month of birth. (gasps) Oh, birthday month. So I've had an excellent week because you've kicked off my birthday month by sending me an early birthday present. (laughs) I'm sending you a barrage of presents throughout the month. You sent it to me when there was, and you were like, it's arrived. And there was an actual winter weather warning. And they were like, do not go outside. And it was in the mailbox. And I was like, I have to see what this is. So I went out in the winter weather warning to the mailbox, which is a bit of a trek. And it's up, up, our driveway is a hill. So I was ice skating up this hill and down it. Treacherous. And then the package was approximately the temperature of... A frostbitten foot. Like, it was so cold. Glacier. Okay, It perfect. was so cold. Um, my parents were like, do not give it temperature shock because it's going to shatter into a million pieces. But you got <laughs> me the most point. delightful mug. I love it oh. so much. It has all the Excel shortcuts on it. <laughs> what is life, dude? What you is are, life? like, living. You're like, yeah, these are so handy. And I'm like, ew, what's wrong with us? <laughs> I love the weird Excel shit. <laughs> Four years ago, people would be giving, I, like, I think my boss gave me a Black Palm Cockatoo mug. Fast mm-hmm. forward, now I have Excel shortcuts on my mugs. You can trace your state of mind through your mug. <laughs> How <laughs> Evolution. time flies. I love it so much. I love it so much that I'm going to use it to hold pens on my desk, I think, instead of drinking out of it. Yay! Because I always it's wanted so to be on my desk because there were some I didn't know. I was like, oh, I didn't know the shortcut. <laughs> it got me really excited. It's like a big mug. There's a lot of shortcuts on it. Yeah, that's what I loved. Is I was like, they really packed it in there. It's like a little cheat sheet, like <laughs> test card. Um, is that what you're going to be doing in your free time? Is um, dicking around Excel? Yeah, I was just I was just updating some VLOOKUP shit on this, oh, so on this fun. horrible horrible document. Do you ever get documents handed to you that have the, someone has created them? That person mm. has left. Someone has come in, ruined it all. <laughs> That person has left, and then you've been just handed this absolute nightmare creation document. Yeah, it's like I feel like I'm Ebenezer Scrooge, and it's the ghosts of Christmas past have just been fucking with Excel for years, and yeah. then they're like, "Here you go." It's a time capsule of horror. <laughs> it's really bad. It's so bad. I, I love know, I it. Hate that there's, honestly, there's like ten cells. 
And I click the first three, and they're all broken equations. And then, like, somewhere in the middle, people have just typed in the word instead of having it use the VLOOKUP. And then at the end, there's, like, more <laughs> broken VLOOKUPs. So I'm just like, where is it consistent? At some point, though, someone gave up and was just like, I'm just going to type in everything. <laughs> I'm over it. Please. You know what? I relate. <laughs> so, anyway, that's how I am. So, it's my birthday. Yay! I'm feeling 30 and flirty. Um... But I'm actually 32 and blue. Because <laughs> I'm a corpse. <laughs> I was going to say, I was like, wait a second. Have I been counting wrong? <laughs> 32 no, and blue. Yeah. Aww. What about 32 and brand spanking new? 32 and fuck you. There's a lot of things. <laughs> like that. I could go with 32, which is good. <laughs> yeah, that sounds good. 32, pick up my shoe. <laughs> I, yeah, that one's great. Thanks. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> anyway, how are you? How's your week? Where are your Where are your G spots? Oh, multiple. <laughs> like your spots with G's. You know what I mean? Right. Right. Oh, okay. Three things around me. G. My ghoulish cat is here. Um, I'm gonna say also my G spot. And <laughs> how about a a gargantuan Christmas tree that I haven't put away yet? <gasps> oh my god! It's February. <laughs> okay. It is. Approximately 18 inches away from me. That's Don't too touch. close. That sounds like a fire hazard. It is kind of scary because it does loom over me and sometimes I catch the reflection in my computer screen. Is it on? No. Mm. I'm not. Listen. I'm not a weirdo. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not. I'm not like those other girls. So it's just a dead tree. <laughs> is it a real tree? No. no okay. 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 Tree. Yeah. 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 Artificial okay. tree. It's just foliage, you know? Anyways, um, those are my cheese spots. I... I'm doing well. Okay, here's something stupid. We all yeah. know we love to hear about the dumb things Vana does. I what took a uh, break from work like recently. Like I went on a lunch break and yeah. I was like, oh, I'm going to be a fitness guru and I'm going to wow. go for a run, right? Like take my lunch break. Usually I scroll on TikTok and fall asleep with like, mm. you know, half a sandwich in my mouth. But this time I was like, I'm going to be so fit, so fresh. I'm going to go for a run. So I get all like bundled up whatever it's cold and i go out and i start running immediately step into an icy puddle and so my feet are drenched in ice water oh and then the rest of the run i'm just like doing this horrible run slash walk in between patches of ice and i'm like this was so stupid what did i think i was going to accomplish this is asinine i felt idiotic it was listen by the time i was done i was like can we can we take it back about 15 minutes here and just pretend that never happened? Honestly, I think we need to address the mental illness that you have that you ever even thought to run, period. Like, regardless of the fact that it's winter. Right. Problem number one. Problem uh, running. number one. Why would you ever? <laughs> why would Why would Fauna run? That seems like it needs to be addressed Something ASAP. right. Someone call the doctor. Something's wrong. Um, yeah, I don't know. Sometimes I just get the urge. And then when I do it, I'm like, ugh. <laughs> I was that so that was gross but sorry other than that i'm doing pretty well honestly so hyped for my best friend's birthday month That's i'm me. just like i'm spending every cent of my paycheck <laughs> stop <laughs> everything don't I do can that think of. i don't deserve any of it i'm sending i actually went shopping the other day for a birthday card for you i have to put it in the mail don't freak out but <laughs> I'm freaking um, out. <laughs> I ended up picking up a few because they were so good. I love so, uh, the cards are my favorite part. Yeah. The last time I sent you cards, I sent you two of the most beautiful cards I could find. They were stunning. They were perfect. I want them tattooed on my body. <laughs> they were, they were so intimate. 
They were. I'm hoping that you opened them alone. I didn't. Fuck. It made it better, though. So now they know. <laughs> they, now they, you know what, though? It's only that person I live with. Like, what do they care? <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they already know that our relationship is stronger than yeah. <laughs> anything else. Um, they're honestly third wheeling. <laughs> yeah, at this point, it's embarrassing. <laughs> Anyways, everyone, uh, welcome to the week of G. Think about just meditate on your G spots while you're listening to this episode, I guess. Like, do last week was sexy week. Um, you know, or was that the week before? I don't know. Every week is sexy week. It's yeah. February. Get down and dirty. Uh, we're going to be talking about the Gibbon. Thank you, Jess, for recommending it. As Gibbon. always, in case anyone is not aware, our wonderful, our wild, wacky patrons, they give us recommendations for the animals to talk about each week. So thank you, Jess. I love, listen, I love Gibbons. They're probably my top three favorite animals. Whoa. I didn't know that. I, I love mean, them. probably could have sussed it out, actually. Yeah. I mean, a primate, a fauna. <laughs> but it's a delightful primate. It's a delightful one. Yeah. It's I think delightful. that there's such a, like, range of crazy that happens in the order of primates. And then mm-hmm. you get a gibbon. And you're just like, oh. Yeah. 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 Go, girl. So we're going to be talking about the gibbon this week. Hooray. Let's get into the scientific classification. So we are, of course, in phylum chordata. Love that. Uh, I'm sorry, Kingdom Animalia, duh, Phylum Chordata. <laughs> what, if it wa- what if it wasn't? <laughs> it's a fucking eukaryote. <laughs> <laughs> I would lose my mind. <laughs> Insane. Um, <clears throat> we're in Class Mammalia, Order Primates. We're in Family Hylobotidae, is how I say mm. it. Someone out there is probably ripping their skin off. And then Genus Hylobates, is how I say it. Everyone Hylo-bates. can, whatever, suck a nut. There are a few, listen, there are a few different genies yeah and i'm gonna touch briefly on that because siamangs are technically referred to as gibbons a lot yeah but they're not the same they actually are in a different genus okay um they have a few differences as well like visually they look a little bit different um but mainly like the main differences between them and gibbons is that there's like a slightly different structure in their hands and feet Mm -hmm. like other than that, eh, it's not that different. So for the sake of this, we're just going to say that and never speak of it again. <laughs> Great. Done. Moving on. Oh, my God. Why did you send me that horrible photo? Is he holding an egg? <laughs> I don't know. Is I was that a pocket watch? What is that? Per usual, Googling Gibbons while we're discussing them. Is that a pair? This was on the front page. It's a Gibbon with a little gift for you. I love that his nipples are prominent. <laughs> They're erect. <laughs> erect. They are erect. Um, so there are a number of different species of gibbon. If anyone has seen gibbons in zoos, you've probably seen, you may have seen siamangs. They're not that weird. But you've probably most likely seen a lar gibbon, also known as a white-handed gibbon. For sure. Or a white cheek gibbon, or like a buff gibbon. There, There's a bunch of different species, but those are kind of the two most popular ones uh, that I've at least seen mm-hmm. and work with. Mm-hmm. And I know a lot of other people have, so... Just a little tidbit there. I think that, A, starting off, Gibbons, adorable. They have the little, so sm- cute. like, scrunchiest little faces, and they're very expressive, and I just love how big and ghoulish their arms are. <laughs> they are knuckle dragon on the ground. <laughs> Those arms? The arms wingspan? For days. Unreal. <laughs> Shaq is quaking. Michael if, Jordan is quaking. If I could describe myself... As anything proportionally. The other day, I just heard myself as the yellow P 
peanut M&M. Of course. he's the, sure. the tallest. And I feel like <laughs> that's so what weird. I look like. Um, I would also describe myself <laughs> as a given. Like, people always make fun of how long my arms and legs are. Do they? <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. Well, not me. I would never make no, fun No, not you. I never have and I never will. But p- people have made Maybe comments on... Wow. Okay, well, tell me who they are. <laughs> <laughs> my arms and legs. I'm gonna go get my bat. <laughs> no. So there are four different genies of gibbons, mm. 20 different species, and 20. I think that every one is adorable in their own special way. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> I agree. I have I have a very, mm, very soft place in my heart for white-handed gibbons, just because I've worked with so many of them and I love them, but I just think they're all so cute and they all have such huge personalities. Well, primates are inherently disgusting, but yes, for some course. reason, gibbons are like not that bad. <laughs> They're fluff. It's they the take fluff. care of their shit, and it, they just look so goofy when they walk around. They have mm. su- such a yassified walk. <laughs> yes, yes, <laughs> it is. The arms are just like out. I think it's the wrist flick. Uh, but gibbons are found in subtropical and tropical rainforests, uh, basically in Southeast Asia. They're found in Northeast India, Southern China, Indonesia. They're found on the islands of Indonesia, like Sumatra and Borneo and Java. They're kind of all over that region, but you're typically going to find them uh, in forested areas because they are an arboreal animal, which means they live in the trees. Tree. Gibbons are considered lesser apes or small apes, uh, which is always a fact that we would share with guests during Keeper Talks, uh, especially because I feel like it's a really good delineation line when people are thinking about monkeys versus Mm -hmm. apes, because... One of the things we would always say is, like, if you're looking at a primate and you're not quite sure if it's a monkey or an ape, um, usually the first thing you look for would be a tail, right? Mm -hmm. And gibbons don't have tails. And that's a really quick and easy way to say – or to see it. Uh, And so it definitely provides a separation from a lot of the other primates. And – but they're not quite big or as big or – I guess, as, like, pronounced as the great apes are, right? Right. <laughs> so they're a nice little nice little in-between. I just think they're great. They're a little compact. I love them. <laughs> they're chaotic. Good. Um, not, yeah, I was going to say, like, not, definitely not evil. Well, not all of them are chaotic good. <laughs> they're somewhere fluctuating between good and neutral. Sure. With occasionally, we knew one that was evil. Yeah. It sometimes, you know what? Sometimes it'd be like that. <laughs> it is what it is. It's fine. Uh, they do experience some sexual dimorphism depending on the species, oh. but it's not uh, set in stone. So while some species, like for instance with a white-handed gibbon, you might have a male and a female being buff-colored, so like tan, and another one being black in color or dark mm-hmm. brown, but it isn't specific to the different sexes. It can right. be reversed. It can be a combination. They could both be the same color. It just depends. Okay. Um, so it's it's a very fun, it's just like a little roll of the die. <laughs> you know, you never quite know. <laughs> they are considered frugivores, which means they eat mm. mostly fruit, but they are technically omnivorous in the sense that they're eating like insects, tree bark, leaves, Anything. eggs. They'll they put it in their them. mouth for at least a second. They're like a oh. toddler. <laughs> <laughs> they're like, why not try it out? You never know. I might love it. Pop might hate it. There. <laughs> Uh, but as far as body size goes, uh, they are definitely more compact than the great apes are. Um, typically, the height is anywhere between around 30 to 35 inches or 75 to 90 centimeters tall. That's from, like, the head to their butt. 
And then the males are usually a little bit larger than the females, mm-hmm. not always. And then they'll weigh anywhere between around 17 to 28 pounds or between 8 to 13 cakes. Medium. Okay. okay. Medium. Not too bad. Moderate size. Could take them in a fight. If you were telling me that I had to fight an ape, <laughs> You're I'd like, pick a I'd pick <laughs> this. I would, t- I would pick this lesser ape. <laughs> I would take a lesser ape. I would take a gibbon. But listen, they could also reach you from across the room. <laughs> They've got E.T. fucking fingers for days, and they will jab my eye out the moment I enter the arena. But I might be able to keep the majority of my face. Sure. I think you can maybe duck and weave a few. My eyes snatched out of my skull the moment I enter. <laughs> snatched. Wig, snatched. Eye, snatched. <laughs> Gone. But... You have a fighting chance. (laughs) I have a fighting chance of survival. Yes. Gibbons have a very pronounced, very unique form of locomotion known as brachiation. Mm -hmm. This is something you're going to see in a lot of tree-dwelling primates, like uh, orangutans do this very famously as well. But brachiation is badass. I love talking about it. It's basically that like swinging motion. Like if you're ever on the bars in the playground where you're swinging from one bar to the next and you're just switching off hands. Spider-Man. Exactly. Oh, it is Spider-Man. From Fortnite. From Fortnite. <laughs> you know, that famous character from Fortnite. <laughs> if he didn't have web, I mean, he's doing, he's basically brachiating with spider webs instead of using branches. He, so he's well, extending he his have, reach. He doesn't have those fingies. If so he had the web. If he had ET fingers for days, he would not need spider web. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So if in your mind you're sitting there thinking, uh, uh, what is this Gibbon doing? Just imagine their arm is taking the place of a spider web from that character from Fortnite. <laughs> Perfect. Uh, But brachiation is badass. It allows them to move very quickly through the forest. It's one of the reasons that their arms and their fingers are elongated so that they can get a better grip and they can use the momentum to push them and swing to the next branch. But they can do this for distances of up to 15 meters or 50 feet. And they can reach speeds as much as 34 miles an hour or 55 kilometers an hour. They're going, dude. That's trekking. (laughs) That's fast. It is insane and considering the fact that they're usually found in trees that are anywhere like between 80 and 100 feet or 25 to 30 meters tall they're just up there top of a skyscraper mm-hmm. flying their body through the air like ain't no thing so while uh, different gibbons might have different coloration as i mentioned it really isn't specific to the different sexes and different species might express that in different ways as well. Mm-hmm. So one of the best ways that you can tell the difference between different species is actually listening to their song or looking at their genetic makeup, which is a little bit harder to do if you're just walking by, <laughs> right? Um, but the song is is usually pretty unique to a species, which is very cool. Uh, this is extra helpful for scientists when they're looking at hybrids because a lot of gibbons have very similar coloration and they live in a lot of overlapping habitats. Mm-hmm. There's opportunities for hybrids to come about. So again, they usually rely on genetics or song to kind of tell the difference between the species, which I think is quite cool. So he can either pass me his mixtape. Right. Or I need a seed-sized bones. Give me a blood sample. <laughs> Uh, correct. Okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. So back to brachiation really quick. One of the things that allows gibbons to do this is a unique type of anatomy in their wrist. They have sort of like a ball and socket joint like we have in our shoulders or in our hips. They have that in their wrist, which is spooky to think about, but also very cool. Um, this allows for an increased range of motion 
And it also reduces the amount of energy that they need in their upper arm and their torso while they're brachiating. Mm -hmm. Um, Not only that, it's going to decrease the amount of stress that they put on their shoulder joint. So they're kind of extending the, Mm. the stress along their arm. And they're able to just like, I don't know, do So their it arms just get ripped out of their socket every time <laughs> they grab something and then are using their momentum to yeet themselves. <laughs> like that would just tear me limb from limb, honestly. <laughs> Rip my own arms off my body. But these guys are just like, whew, whew. Built for it. Ain't Built no for thing. it, baby. I do it all day. <laughs> We've already mentioned that they have very long arms, very long hands. Um, their feet are also pretty big and they do have like an opposable thumb on their foot, which is cool. Love a good thumb. I love a good toe thumb, you know? It's, like I feel like it's so handy. <laughs> In more than, ways than one, yeah. <laughs> Truly. Um, one cool thing is that like, so in Gibbon hands, they're terrifying, right? They're like really long ET fingers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then their thumb is just like a little beep. Yeah, and it just like, it starts from the bottom, <laughs> like so far. It's really an alien hand, honestly. It's like a little sunflower seed. <laughs> it's just down there hanging out. They've just got these big, long, big, long hooks. But it reminds so me of those wooden back scratchers. Gentle. That are just like a big hook. Yeah. And then a little, tech a little thumb on We've the both side. had Gibbons grasp our hands and they're just very gentle and oh, they're yes. little fingies. <laughs> they just hold your and little, little hands. Yeah, because their hands are like bald, right? And so they're so soft. Mm-hmm. Just the skin is like so soft it's like velvet it It is like velvet yes they are lacking hair on their face and their hands and then their feet but then the rest of them is basically covered in hair one thing i think a lot of people don't realize is that gibbons do still have those really big scary primate teeth though (laughs) a lot of people when they're like i want a monkey which is always a terrible idea um forget that they usually have like buck wild canines that can rip your tendons out he still has creepy, crazy primate mouth. Yes. Correct. And so even though Gibbon is like eating a seed and like enjoying a grape, um, he's still got those crazy fucking teeth. I love a and good Casey seed. <laughs> I'm really enjoying this seed. Um, but those teeth are there. So just, just so you know. Gibbons are very social animals. That's one of the hallmarks of primates in general is that they're very social uh, for the most part, though, gibbons are not going to create large groups or troops like other primates do. They're very territorial, and they do form pair bonds with each other. And so those pairs will fiercely defend their territory if they're ever feeling like those boundaries are being crossed. They do this using visual and vocal displays. So the songs are part of the vocal displays, and then visual things include posturing. So they might shake tree branches or they might break it around and try to create a lot of movement in mm-hmm. the treetops or Pork. um even Pork. just doing that thing where they like push their face out at you and try to like psych you out do you know what i'm talking about yeah or poke your fucking eyes out from across the room that's also a good one um all of those things are helpful in no, they, maintaining their territories but you're right they do a little smush face they do it it's just like a little like a little pout a baby pout a little pout Yes, a little pout. Some of them are poutier than others, which is very funny. Probably my favorite part of Gibbons, though, is their song. It is, I, in my opinion, one of the most unique, wild nature sounds mm-hmm. in the entire world. I just think, like, whenever people hear Gibbons singing, it's such an, like, an exotic animal sound. I feel like it's always amazing to be a part of. What do you think? I think it is, and I think it's the number one recognizable zoo. Like, when I think of visiting the zoo, sights yeah. and smells and sounds, 
it's mm. always a given call that has to yeah. constantly be playing. It's also it's like very kookaburras. <laughs> very fun to mimic and be obnoxious about. Yes. And I have done my fair share of gibboning around. <laughs> I have dr- driven away many friends. <laughs> <laughs> my constant gibboning. <laughs> yes, I know. That was one of my favorite things is to like hoot to the gibbons. They would hoot back and then they'd start up their song. It's so cute. Yeah, they're really easy to talk to. I don't. It's a very mm-hmm. simple sound to mimic, I think. Yeah. Um, so every duet that they sing is unique to each pair. Um, so you might hear a lot of overlapping similarities, but uh, like every song is unique, which I think is fantastic. And that was always one of my favorite parts of arriving at the zoo in the morning is the Gibbons would do it at the same time every morning. Um, and so you would hear them, you know, hooting and starting up and it kind of starts a little bit slow. The um, males would usually start hooting and they would go back and forth with the females and then they would just kind of hoot to each other and then it would pick up momentum and get more intense and more loud and the rhythm would pick up as well Mm -hmm. and then eventually the female would take over and she would do this like high-pitched long loud kind of scream screeching and then it would sort of calm down and they would go back to like trilling and hooting uh (laughs) and then it's it's over (laughs) amazing (laughs) it's amazing i remember watching the givens you and i took care of the female was kind of a nuthead, and um, she would, like, go over during her, like, crescendo, her, her peak of her song, and she would go over and just, like, shake the male like, when she was, like, screaming. Do you hear me? <laughs> it was like, we were like, wow, okay, she's Get into lost. it. <laughs> yeah, and he, he just, he was like, all right, yeah, <laughs> like, sh- shake me. Um <laughs> But yeah, I just think it's so cool, and it's one of those things that is so loud, it carries such a distance, too. It can mm-hmm. be heard for distances up to, like, over a mile away and, and um, more than, like, 1.5 kilometers. It's nice. crazy. Yeah. Um, sometimes if there is a pair bond and they have uh, any young that are living with them or nursing or anything like that, sometimes they'll join in. Cute. We love a baby singing moment. <laughs> we got to get on American Idol somehow. But as I mentioned, the songs are a really important part of defending their territory as well. They might also, if they're living on their own and they haven't formed a bond with anyone, they will use their songs to attract a mate as well. Very cool. So I wanted to talk a little bit about some of our stories with Gibbons, Mm because I know that we have had some extensive experiences uh, taking care of them. Mm -hmm. Are there any any anecdotes to stick out from your zoo days way back when? Back in the good old days. Um, <laughs> gosh, Gibbons. So probably taking care of a handful. Mm-hmm. Um, if I could remember a single thing, that'd be great. But I think most of it was just we had a baby that was really cute. Yeah. And who I helped bottle feed and hang out with. And they were just fucking insane. A baby, <laughs> a baby Gibbon is fucking insane and <laughs> the amount of times that they just kind of wail and slap you <laughs> just <laughs> they just wail it reminds me of um goldeneye on the nintendo 64 <laughs> they, they had slappers only you play with no guns and all you had was slapping that's a given they're slappers only all the time 24 7 slap yeah huge slap energy yeah i was like you try to ha- hand them something and they're just like whoop back just slapped fucking to next week. You're like, what the fuck? Good. It's that alien hand that's so God. soft and long, too. <laughs> You're just like, oh. They put their whole arm into it. Like, they're just going to whack, whack you. Yeah. I mean, it's just they crazy. 
Yeah, I think that was probably maybe the most surprising part. It's just like, man, why are you slapping me? (laughs) Come on. Yeah, I remember we did that and we would spend the night because we had to, um, all the keepers would take shifts, like spending the night and doing the bottle feeds because she was so young. She needed it every like three hours or something. And so we would take turns uh, sleeping over in the education center on this like weird cot. The (laughs) worst. Wake up in the The worst. Yeah, like sleeping next to this little like playpen where she slept and get up you know every three hours or whatever um having worked a full day before mind you like stinky smelly sweating disgusting and then we stay overnight wake up every three hours to bottle feed this given and then get dressed and go back to work the next day (laughs) i remember taking so many like sink baths oh my god i always scheduled mine so that i was off the next day. So I could Ooh. wake up. I mean, it did suck to still wake up with the crack it on and feed her and do all that stuff. But then I went home and could just be home and be done with it. Yeah, that's that makes sense. It was such a unique experience. I definitely don't regret it at all. I like I no. loved being a part of that. But at the time, it was also insane because we, for whatever insane. reason, we were also taking care of these like weird owls. It was the barn <laughs> owls. Why were they there? I don't know. They, they were, were also just, just like tacked on. Yes. <laughs> Someone brought in a box of these, like, barn owls, and we're like, what is that? <laughs> what was supposed to do with that? And my whole time, I'm just like, I take care of hippos. <laughs> what was supposed to do with this monkey? <laughs> it's not a monkey. I didn't have monkeys. Though. I had monkeys at the time. So it wasn't totally foreign to me. But yeah. But weird. if I'm wrong, but Flora, mm-hmm. I feel like maybe this is just because you were trying to preserve my feelings, but I get the impression that you felt like Gibbons were some of the best primates to take care of oh no they definitely were <laughs> all the other ones right. are disgusting <laughs> i just like, feel like they took care of their business they did and then the they least also foul insane. stuff and their poop wasn't disgusting mm-hmm. and i don't think they really ever smelled i'm sure they were still pissing on each other but i couldn't really tell and mm-hmm. i don't know i mean having a baby of course skews because you get baby baby primate brain and it was just like mm-hmm. oh, i love it baby fever <laughs> yeah mega baby fever no matter what um mm-hmm. but there's definitely worse out there everyone ever seen a spider monkey <laughs> oh god don't even it's, it's like they're double they're hideous doppelganger like <laughs> oh, i'm gonna it's... cut off your thumb and attach that length to your clit now you're a spider <laughs> monkey add a tail and add just like 10,000 points of mischief. Horrible. <laughs> Ew. I hate them. So anyway. Absolutely horrible. Yeah. I don't know. It's like the cherub face and they do have slappers. The face. <laughs> and they're just like nips that are always like if they're one of the buff ones or neeps are always just present. Always nipping. Oh, they got two nipples, by the way, in case anyone was wondering. Two nips. Thank God. Just they're always nipping out. I love it. Oh, I love looking at their nipples. <laughs> Someone's like, I'm calling the police. <laughs> um, 911, what's your emergency? <laughs> Fauna needs to be locked up. I have two stories of note um, with the Gibbons that we worked with. One, so I was uh, I was taking care of them and they had to be moved to our bear house because they were getting an exhibit renovation. And so their habitat was like going crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, they were moved to the bear house. And so we just like nicknamed them like our little bears because they were so furry. It was so cute. Oh, and so they lived in this um, this part of the bear house, and then they had access to this outdoor part behind back. And so I would go out there, and I was – I think I was offering enrichment one day or something through the fence. And I li- – listen, I know how long their arms are. <laughs> I'm well aware. <laughs> I know to keep my distance. 
but for whatever reason that day, I think something had like a tree branch had like knocked my glasses off or something. So I was bending down next to the gibbon fence. No. And a female like lightning quick <laughs> yeeted her body over to the fence and then stretched out her arm punched me right in the forehead mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> i thought i was out of reach no i was not no that was on me that was my bad she literally punched me in the forehead i had a goose egg and a bruise on my forehead because she punched me <laughs> in the insane. fucking forehead i stood up and i was like oh my god <laughs> i was just in a fight and i lost <laughs> i think because of how hairy they are it gives the weird impression that their arm is maybe like just a little bit thicker than it actually is too. So those fancy mm-hmm. <laughs> those fences where they're like, oh, they can't get through. They're just whoosh, it was a noodle. Them. Yeah, slip like straight no- through. Nothing stopped her. No um, bones in there. I don't think. No, <laughs> it was insane. Um, yeah, it was like in a blink of an eye, she came over and punched me. So that was fun. And then <laughs> while they were living in that habitat. I was taking care of the bears at the time, so I was taking care of them most days, too. And I remember we were on, like, baby watch. We're like, she's going to pop any day. We know she's pregnant, blah, blah, blah. So I come in one morning to do my life check on the bears and the gibbons. And as I'm opening the bear house, both of the bears are just looking at me, like, concerned. And I was like, help, what's going on? I know, they're like, "Uh uh-oh, something's happening. And so I hear this, like, shriek from the end of the bear house. And I look down the hallway, and I can only see half of, like, the gibbon enclosure down there i look down the hallway and i see a like spray of blood <gasps> at like 12 feet in the air and no. i was like oh my god <laughs> so i run down there and i peek in through the door and the male is just hanging from the ceiling like hooting and panicking mm-hmm. and then the female mm-hmm. is mid-birth of the baby and she's just ripping the baby out of her i'm sorry maybe i should have put like a trigger warning before this graphic graphic stuff coming. graphic she's like pulling and ripping the baby out of her and like blood is just spraying everywhere not from the baby from her insides and from it's birth. like all over the walls and then the bears start panicking because they're like yo what the fuck and eventually she ends up pulling the baby out and i think she was holding it by like a tiny leg baby is nude pink covered in blood screaming and She's like, what do I do with it now? And she's like freaking out. <laughs> Describe me. And then she ends up just like yeeting it onto the floor, like a 12-foot drop. And god. I was like, oh my god. Traumatic, traumatic AF. This baby just gets like thrown, rocket launched onto the floor. And so I call our curator and I was like, hey, I need you in the bear house. 911. one one. I'm not qualified to handle this. And because the Gibbons are lesser apes, we had a protocol in place where – Obviously, for safety reasons, you can't just enter an enclosure with them. And so I called him and I was his backup and he was like, all right, here's the plan. Um, We don't want her destroying that baby and she clearly is not interested in it. So while she's dealing with whatever she's dealing with right now, we're going to try to get the baby out before she can attack it. Because unfortunately, this female did not have a great track record with previous births. She ended up terminating those. So... We were like, we gotta, we gotta take care of this baby. So he she goes in with a broom. That, what's that? Um, oh, operation. <laughs> yeah. She likes to play operation. We'll just say that. Uh, yeah. So um, he was like, okay. Uh, so we get, we get this game plan together, and he goes in with a broom. He like cracks the door. Um, the male, luckily. <laughs> okay. Okay. We're protecting contact with these animals. Sure, sure, sure. Um, mm-hmm. But if you have a broom, you're set. Good to go. You got a broom and someone on the door. <laughs> you just you just throw out a few prayers and hope for the best. That's basically what we did. I have really seen quick. the most horrific things happening with an animal curator and a broom. <laughs> like, 
that is not good. It is the most chaotic thing. They're just like, a broom, invincible. <laughs> it's like insane. I'm ready for anything. So yeah, he goes in with this broom. And um, luckily, the female was still ripping out like placenta and stuff. So she was busy. The male was screaming because he was horrified. <laughs> he was scared. Poor guy. Um, he's such a sweetie. But then, um, so no one really noticed us dealing with this. And so my curator goes in and he starts sweeping the baby that's just like on the ground. <laughs> Horrible. Thank God he had a broom. And the baby's like screeching. Looks like an alien. Straight up like an alien. Yeah. And at one point, the female notices us. I think what the baby was like. like the How could she hands. not? <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> Curator got hands on the baby and was picking it up, and she noticed, and she started throwing stuff, like stuff, meaning her like organs, at us. <laughs> and <laughs> I was like, "We gotta go, girl!" And so he picks up the baby, and I close the door, and we secure it. And then our vet tech shows up, who was like an angel, and she had a box and a blanket mm-hmm, ready, and she mm-hmm. like wrapped that baby up, and she was like, "Peace out!" And so she and the curator just like zoomed away with that baby. So then. I'm left in the bear house with two traumatized bears, <laughs> one traumatized male gibbon, and Losing one female it. who was just like throwing blood everywhere. And I was like, okay, <laughs> it's going to be one of those days. <laughs> Good Terrible. God. The good news is that is the baby we took care of. She survived. Um, we ended up survived having a hand raiser because threat. her mom was not interested. Her mom was not interested in raising her. Yeah, I mean, I can relate. If I had a baby, I would also throw it on the ground and throw things at people. (laughs) She was horrified. She was like, no, get this away. Um, Yeah, so I will never forget just like a spray of blood screeching and then sweeping a baby toward us with a broom. That was fun. (laughs) So anyways, those are my gibbon times. Good stuff. Not all gibbons are insane. She was a little Uh, bit insane, but you know what she found? She found a place that ended up being able to care for her properly and she could live the life that was best for her and we were able to give the baby a good life too. Yeah. It worked out well. So anyways, uh, conservation situation of gibbons, uh, for the most part, every species is either endangered or critically endangered. Um, There is one exception. (laughs) uh, They're listed as vulnerable, but TBH, (laughs) TLDR, they're not doing great. Gibbons aren't doing great. The main thing is that because they're in Southeast Asia and they're living in an arboreal habitat, they have to have trees to survive, just like last week's flying lemur. They they don't have a tree. There's nowhere for them to live. Mm-hmm. So loss of habitat, um, forest degradation are all some of the main threats. There is a lot of um, human contact that comes into play as well as the forests continue to be cut down. Gibbons okay. are coming into contact with humans a lot more, which... As we've already talked about, gibbons are very cute. And so Mm -hmm. a lot of times when those situations arise, babies can be collected for the pet trade, uh, which is not advised. Gibbons are not a great pet. No primates are. You should always avoid that. But it just opens up a big old can of worms in that regard. So a lot of the conservation that's happening these days is focused on preserving habitats, making sure that gibbons are able to have plenty of territory and can come in contact with species, as well as focusing on breeding programs to elongate their lifespan and genetic pool it's a lot good Good lord i know there's a lot oh uh gibbons are also listed under the sites appendix one i believe yes sites appendix one which is the basically international treaty that's around to protect endangered plants and animals so Mm -hmm. there's a lot of people paying attention to gibbons which is great but unfortunately because there are so many species and they live in such a small habitat and they are dealing with things that is such a huge problem, like habitat degradation. There's a lot of work that's needed. So a lot of the 
conservation organizations based in Southeast Asia will naturally benefit Gibbons as well. So if you're interested in helping those out, you can donate to some of those organizations that help all of the animals and help the ecosystem there. Or you can also uh, get awareness out. You know, when you visit zoos that have gibbons, a lot of times part of your proceeds go to gibbon conservation. Um, You can look at making sure people understand some of the plights that are happening with Mm -hmm. gibbons. And you can find ways to help with habitat degradation across the world. There's a lot of things you can do. Wow. Yeah. So anyways, that's the gibbon. I'll hit you with a quick TLDL. This week we talked about the gibbon. There are a lot of different species. We did not focus on any in particular. Uh, Flora and I have most commonly worked with white-cheeked and white-handed gibbons. Those are a lot of ones you're going to see in zoos. You might also see siamangs, but there's a ton of them. They're found in Southeast Asia in tropical and subtropical rainforests. They are arboreal animals, so they spend most of the time in the trees. And they use brachiation, which is a specialized form of sort of swinging through the trees to get around. They're super, super good at this. Some of the reasons being that they have really long arms and fingers, and they also have a rotating socket in their wrist, which allows them to just, I guess, yeet at maximum capacity. For real. Uh, Gibbons are very social animals. They form strong pair bonds with one another, and they will defend their territories using uh, different physical displays as well as songs. Gibbons are probably one of the most highly known animals for using vocal displays. They have a very distinct song. If you've ever been to a zoo that has gibbons, you've probably heard it. And it's honestly one of the best things on the planet. So if you haven't heard it, I would recommend looking it up or visiting a zoo. See if you can hear what those gibbon songs sound like. We're not going to do it for you. Absolutely not. I've embarrassed myself enough today. That's not for there free. A cap. That's not for free. <laughs> Um, Gibbons are very cute. They have crazy bodies. And I forgot to mention, because they don't spend too much time on the ground, when they do go on the ground, they always, like, raise their hands up above their head and, like, do this, like, little, like, Egyptian walk, you know, where they, like, push their little arms back and forth. Oh, my God. It's (laughs) so funny. What do I do with my hands? They're just, like, they're, like, and then they sit down really quick and set their arms down. It's so cute. I can't. Knuckle dragon. Anyways, gibbons are also considered lesser apes. They're not great apes like chimpanzees, humans, etc. But they're also not monkeys because they don't have a tail. Fun little fact. Other than that, they are uh, considered endangered and critically endangered across most species. The main threats are habitat loss due to deforestation. So a lot of things you could do to help gibbons are get the word out about their plight, support organizations that house gibbons, different zoos that are helping Gibbons and um, supporting some of those international organizations that help Southeast Asian ecosystems overall. I wanted to say that I think given in media, I would say that every stuffed animal at zoos where it's like a little ape with Velcro hands, those are all Gibbons. (laughs) Yes, you're so right. I can't believe I forgot that. I definitely had one of those. Did you? I had like 55 of them (laughs) attached (laughs) to everything. (laughs) Yes, they've got the long arms and they just hang. They're so cute. Oh, my God. I can't believe I forgot. Those are iconic, honestly. Uh, Zoo gift shop chic. (laughs) Necklace? No. Give me a gibbon. (laughs) Give me a gibbon, please. (laughs) Uh, So that's it, everyone. Thank you so much for joining us, learning a little bit more about one of my favorite primates. I was glad to be able to talk about him. Finally, it gave me an excuse. Uh, But that's it. Um, If you want to follow us on social media, we recommend doing that at Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. You can also reach out to us on our Gmail account, keeperchat at gmail.com, if you want to send questions to be answered in a quick and dirty. We would love to do that for you. If you want to listen to more episodes, you could do that on any podcasting platform. You can also visit us on our website at keeperchatpodcast.com. We encourage everyone who listens to the podcast to join our absolutely insane 
but amazing group of patrons. We love every single one of them. They help keep the show ad-free, and they also get access to a ton of bonus content, like bonus episodes each month, bloopers and weird outtakes of things that we certainly could not share (laughs) on the mainstream internet. Um, We do movie nights in our Discord server. We share recipes. We talk about our feelings on attack on titan final season part two like there's a lot going on feelings we would love feelings to have you guys join it's also a great community and there's a lot of like-minded people so we hope to continue to grow that family we encourage all of our listeners to rate and review us on itunes or Podchaser. for every rating and review we receive we donate five dollars to the conservation organization of our patrons choice it's a great way to help out animals around the world without really doing anything so we appreciate everyone who's done that so far i love that All right, everyone, have a great week. We'll chat with y'all next time. Smell you later. Bye.